Hey folks, JR, back for another episode of Echoes of Shannon Street Case File. It's going to be episode 42, Nobody Was Moving. Before we get started, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Go down the link in the description. Click on it. Check out my podcast. Get you a copy of the book, the documentary. Follow me on Twitter. Over on Facebook. Check out my website. All that good stuff. This episode here, we're going to start taking statements from the attack officers that actually went inside the house. We're going to do Ray first, Officer Ray. Only the statement of H.A. Ray. Officer Ray, state your name. Hilda A. Ray. How old are you, Officer Ray? 32 is what the answer was. As you can see, there's been an addition with a handwritten addition. says 34, and then you see the initials H.A.R., which indicates that after this statement was uh, typed up and brought back to Officer Ray, he noticed they had his age wrong, so he added it in and then put his initials, indicating that he made a addition alteration to the statement itself. What is your home address? Of course, we're not going to give that out. I've already beat that dead horse and to oblivion about investigators that actually ask for and put home addresses of police officers in statements or on anything else that a defense attorney is going to get, which will then be seen by the defendant. So we'll go on. How long have you been a member of the Memphis Police Department? 13 years. What is your present duty assignment? Tactical Unit Special Operations. Officer Ray, are you aware this statement is being tape recorded? Yes. Officer Ray, were you on duty Tuesday, January 11, 1983? Yes. What shift were you working? 3 to 11. What was your car number and assignment? 542. Did you have a partner? Yes. Who is your partner? Jim York. Officer Ray, did you have an occasion to make a call to 2239 Shannon? Yes. What was the nature of the call? Officer calling for help. Shots fired. When you arrived on the scene, what was your assignment? When we arrived on the scene, my first assignment was to contain the building. Who is your immediate supervisor? Lieutenant Jim Pugh. Do you know approximately what time you arrived on the scene? Somewhere in the neighborhood of 9 o'clock. Officer Ray, how long did you remain at the location? The entire time. The entire time? Yes. From the time it started to approximately 3 o'clock Thursday morning when I went to the hospital. Did you participate on the assault or entry to the house at 2239 Shannon? Yes, I did. You were a member of the assault team? Yes. What was your duty or what was your number in the assault team? I didn't have a number in the assault. I was the number five man. My duty was to use the battering ram. It should be ram, not round. Battering ram on the back door to knock it down and to cover the backs of the other four officers who were in front. 
Did an officer assist you at the door? Yes. Who was this officer? Dave Hubbard. Officer Ray, what were, what were you armed with? I was armed with a 12-gauge shotgun. Who was the four officers that entered after you opened the door? Officer Rutherford, McNair, Watson, and Summers. Officer Ray, when you entered the house, what were your duties and what area of the house did you cover? My duties once we got inside the house was to watch the backs of the other four officers. When you entered the house, how did you enter? Describe the way in which you went. When I entered the house, we went into the big room on the south side of the house. I think they call it the prayer room. It looked like a den to me. I went directly in behind the other four officers watching the bedroom. As they proceeded up into the kitchen, I went on up into the kitchen. Did, was another officer with you? Yes. Who was that, Dave Hubbard? What was your next action after you entered the kitchen from the den area on the landing? After we got into the den area on the landing, we were still covering their backs and we started receiving fire down the hall, which runs between two bedrooms. Is this going to be to your left? It'll be to our left back west. What did you do then? At that time, we, there is a bar on that corner. We laid behind the bar for a few minutes and then we started easing down the hall. We got down to the first bedroom and there was a closet immediately to our left. We took our flashlights and swept the bedroom and didn't see anything in that bedroom and we checked the closet. We didn't see anything there. We tried to cover the door to the other bedroom at all times. After we checked the closet, we took a quick peek into the bedroom to our right, and I observed a male black with what appeared to be a 38 caliber pistol, revolver. What action did you take at this time? I stood up and fired one round out of the shotgun, looked back into the bedroom, and the individual had fallen back to the north side of the bedroom, maybe a foot and a half from where he was. We looked inside the bedroom and saw some more male blacks, but nobody was moving. We stood there maybe a minute and a half, and no one moved. The other officers were going on up through this hall, so we went on up and started covering their backs. After you passed on through this bedroom, where you sh shot the male black, what did you do then? After we passed through that bedroom, I took my position that I was supposed to be responsible for, and that was covering their backs. Did the officers you were covering, were you with them when they found Officer Hester? No, I was still covering their backs. They found Officer Hester, and then I walked into the room where they found the officer. What happened then? They carried Officer Hester out. My hand was hurting. I got one of the officers, either Rutherford or McNair, to put his flashlight on my hand and told me to get the hell out of there, that I had been hurt, and whichever one of them it was, I'm not sure, McNair or Rutherford, took me by the arm and carried me to the front door, or carried me to the door, I believe it was the front, and officer, some officer, it was a big officer, took me by the arm and carried me to the ambulance. How did you receive your injury to your hand? I received it going through the back door. 
I got it caught between the handle on the bar we were using to knock down the door with and the door. What was the extent of the injuries to the hand? It busted my hand open in the palm, broke my little finger. You are presently confined to the hospital for treatment of your injury? Yes. Officer Ray, describe how you fired the shotgun. I believe you mentioned, did you fire with your right hand or left hand? Right hand. How did you fire your shotgun? I fired the shotgun left-handed. By the way, folks, I, that's very impressive. I, I love the shotgun, but I've never tried to shoot it left-handed. Can you describe the male black you fired at? No, I can't. You advised he had a pistol you could see. Do you know what position or where you would have struck the suspect? I shot for his upper body, either his chest or top part of his body. Do you know whether you would hit his right side, left side, front or back? I would have probably hit him on the center of the chest or just the right side. Approximately how far were you from the suspect? Probably 10 feet. Did you work the shotgun and inject a round at the door? I did. When you went through the room, could you tell there were any other male blacks in there at the time? There were some other male blacks in there. Could you determine how many were in there at that time? No. In your initial sweep, when you went through the house, was there every area searched at the time? Or what was the object of the first sweep? The first sweep through the house was the sweep looking for Officer Hester. Was there a thorough search on this suite for suspects in the house that, at the time? We checked closets. It wasn't a thorough search, no. We didn't look under any beds or anything like that, no. Or I didn't. I was mostly backup. I didn't do a lot of searching. When you fired at this one suspect, where was Officer Hubbard? He was in the same room with me. Where he was standing directly, I couldn't tell you. Did you, you stated you first had shots, received fire from your left from where the suspect was shot. Would you tell how many shots came from the room where you were standing? No, it was more than one. You advised it was possibly an officer's weapon firing, or was it the suspect's? It sounded like a handgun, and none of us were shooting handguns. None of our officers were supposed to be down there. Officer Ray, do you know what shotgun you were armed with? No, I don't know the number of the shotgun. Could you describe the shotgun? It was a standard police issued 870 Remington with a short barrel. The shotgun you used, is it assigned to the tactical squad? Yes, sir, it is. Is it kept in a certain car? It's kept in our car. What's the P number? 803. Do you know if it was a shotgun assigned to you? No, I don't think it was my shotgun. Can you describe how you came about using this shotgun? It was the shotgun laying on the floorboard of our car when we arrived on the scene. What was the shotgun loaded with? Double-op buck. 
Do you know what happened to the shotgun after you left the scene in the ambulance? No, I don't. I gave it to an officer when I came out of the building. I assumed he gave it to one of my fellow officers or my lieutenant or somebody. Officer Ray, the only weapon you fired in the house was a 12-gauge shotgun? That's right. Officer Ray, could you advise who the shotgun you used possibly was assigned to? I believe it was Jim York's shotgun. Or it could have been Ken McNair, but I believe it was Jim York. It's the one, it was one of theirs. Officer Ray, could you add anything to this statement at this time? No. This concludes this statement. Okay, folks, this crime scene picture of the south side of the house, the back door, this is where the TAC unit made entry. Probably recognize the picture. It's the same doorway that uh, Aiken was using when he kept going in the house when he was involved in the shootout at the beginning. So you had Hubbard and Ray up front using the ram to knock the door down. And then Watson was the number one officer, so he'd went in first, followed by Rutherford, then Summers, and then McNair. Now, I've got Ray on the right side holding the ram. Now, the reason I know Ray was on the right side when they were using the ram because it was his right hand that got caught between the ram and the door or the door frame, and that's the hand that he... I don't know if he broke it or fractured or what exactly, but so we know he had to be on the right side because his right hand would have been up towards the door when they impacted the door. In episode 39, I actually had them numbered wrong. Episode 39, I was showing Ray as the number six officer. That is incorrect. Ray was the number five, which meant he'd have went in fifth, followed by Hubbard, who was the number six officer. This is a crime scene drawing it you all seen many times it's an overview of the entire house this just shows the path that ray and hubbard took they came through the meeting room through the den then they went back west into the southwest bedroom then northbound through the northwest bedroom came out the door on the northeast side came down the hall and then entered the living room more crime scene drawings give you a closer view of their path. So Hubbard and Ray would have come in from the meeting room, talked about laying down at the bar. There was gunfire that had come from the west side of the house, which is that hallway leading from the den to the southwest bedroom. They then moved west down that hallway into the southwest bedroom. You can see that closet, that eight foot, four inch by two foot closet. Ray talked about they checked that closet. Then they looked into the doorway of the northwest bedroom and fired shots. Now here, this is an overview. Let's give you a little, just in case you get confused, this is that same path came through the meeting room into the den and then westbound down the hallway into the southwest bedroom. A way it gives you an idea of what the rest of the house looked like. You've got the, the kitchen, which is where the rest of the tack officers had went. After firing the shots into the northwest bedroom and hitting a suspect, 
Hubbard and Ray then moved through the northwest bedroom. They said they saw a few other bodies in that room. Then they proceeded through the northwest bedroom. Then they went out the door on the northeast side of the northwest bedroom into the hallway that leads into the living room. And once they get to the living room, Ray notices his hands hurting. They check it, see that it's that it's been injured. Evidently, it was bad enough that uh, McNair, probably McNair, told him to get the hell out of the house, which in tack language means that your hands hurt bad. And that's all we know. We don't know anything about the follow-up back through the house. We'll have to wait for the other statements. All right, folks. That's going to wrap up this episode. For all the diagrams and pictures, we only had time for one statement, but I, I really think it's important to, to look at the, uh, the drawings and the diagrams and the crime scene pictures in order to better appreciate how the TAC unit was moving through the house. You will see some more of these as we go through the rest of the uh, TAC officers help illustrate their narrative what's going on folks i appreciate you and as always i'll see you down the road